Hey everyone, welcome to Off Topic with Darren Wilson. My name is Darren and I am your host. Now this is part two of my hangout with Candace Keita. If you haven't heard part one yet, you can find it in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, please enjoy part two. Adam Sandler's been super supportive too. I've had a lot of people that have been super supportive in my career and I, I gosh, I appreciate it. Tim Stack from... Um, uh, Son of the Beach has hired me five different times and has tried to get me on all sorts of shows. And, you know, a lot of times I just wouldn't book it. Like, my name is Earl. He tried to get me on that mm-hmm. show and I just didn't book it. That's my fault, you know. But I've had people that have helped along the way. There's some good people out there. Oh, yeah. One time Tim was like, he had me audition for My Name is Earl many times. And he was in the hallway and he goes, hey, I just want to let you know if it was up to me, I'd just hire you. But the powers that be have to see you this time. But I'm just letting you know I'd give you the job. And I go, thank you. <laughs> you know, I appreciate it. And I didn't get the job, you know. And then Adam Sandler brought me back every single time after um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost got the one where they went to Africa. It was between me and the other girl for that African safari one blended. But I didn't get it, but they kept bringing me back. And Frank, the director of Wedding Singer, knows me. And Adam's friends that are in all the movies, they know me. And they always say hi. And I always get brought back for everything. And I've gotten close, but I haven't. Um, I got close to Bedtime Stories. I got close to uh, uh, Zoltan, the hairdresser one. Um, and I got really close to Blended. It was between me and one person. But I just haven't gotten them. Oh, the joys of auditioning. It's not, yeah, it's not that you're not right or wrong for it. It's just... That one person one was person. that much more what they were looking for. Yeah, but they've given me so many opportunities, you know, they really have that I, I can't complain. Happy Gilmore Productions has always given me a lot of opportunity, but it's always up to the actor to book the job. Sure. You know. So are we sending some turkeys to these people tomorrow? Or? I, I don't <laughs> eat turkey, but but no, I every time I get a job, what I do usually is I um, thank the casting people you know and mm-hmm. i usually will send a gift and say thank you so much I had a, such a great time on set after i finished the job right it's the little things to appreciate say hey sure. i appreciate it i've had casting that's another thing people don't understand is that actors um, really have to build relationships behind the scenes as actors with like casting directors you know and and people that will remember you i have built relationships with people for 20 years that know me and i'm so grateful and thankful that they have faith in me that they can bring me in that's a lot of how you get to like how does that person get on that show that's how you do a good job and you're thankful and you and mean it. They've known you for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I, I've grown up in this business along with those casting directors. Like they, they started when I started. And then they, I've seen casting directors that have retired since I've been in the business. And they've left the business. And agents and managers and every people. Have, I've had agent, you know, passed away. I had a publicist that passed away. So you just, you know, you've been in the business long enough. That's just, you see people come and go. Yeah, it really is a, a networking thing. It really is. And people don't see uh, or understand um, that your representation and your relationships with these people, how they make a huge difference in them thinking of you to go to uh, bigger roles. Right. So where are we now in your career? Unfortunately, the acting business can be a struggle. Oh, it's always been. What do you mean? It's always been a struggle. It's been a struggle this whole time I've done it. For most everybody. Yeah, it's never not been a struggle, to be honest. So yeah. what are you what are you doing now to in between your acting jobs? Well, I was a managing editor from twenty eleven to now for a magazine. 
um, where I was a managing editor for the hard copy and online edition of Viva Glam magazine. And also um, I worked as an editor for Fashionizers, which is a women's high fashion magazine. So that takes up a ton of time. And I still work with them uh, in a smaller capacity for a show called Models Talk, um, which we actually just did a bunch of episodes last week. So that's taken a lot because we create a lot of content. And I, it's really great. I've gotten to travel all over and shoot, you know, beautiful editorials and um, fashion stuff. And it's it's been a wonderful opportunity. And we also did a, a docu-series called The 90s Girl uh, in association with the magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been great. But I always say you've always had to, gosh, you know, have some type of a um, side job. I was right. a I was a clown when I first moved here. I'm not joking. You know, I've done all sorts of crazy. She's not trying to be just funny. Uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like you. I mean, you've done all sorts of jobs, too. Like, you know, you have to make a buck yeah. to pay the rent when you're, you know, auditioning, but you're not booking. Mm-hmm. And then there's been great years and then there's been terrible years. And that's just the way it is. It's the up and down of being in this business. That's why, I mean, I feel guilty if I, you know, buy an extra lipstick because I'm so always aware of what it's like to be an actor. Even if I had a ton of money, I'd still have the mentality of an actor. Right. Budget's a four-letter word. Word, exactly. Because I've always lived the life of an actor. And I've always lived that razor's edge. So, But that's what everybody says. You have to really love the business. or you, Why else would you be doing this? Exactly. There's no other explanation. There. Yeah, why would you torture yourself? It's in your blood. Once you get started, it's in your blood. It's... You're not getting it out, even with the transfusion. It's not yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if you're, you know, it's one of those things that feeds my, I, I love competition. I loved it when I was younger. And it feeds that element of, you know, I want to win that job and get that job and do that job. And that's the drug that keeps me going mm-hmm. in it, you know. And then the fact that in a week you could be someplace in the other place of the part of the world that you never even thought of. And that's happened many times um, where the world has suddenly changed because of a job mm-hmm. and there's that excitement to that, that I can't let go of and I don't want to get a regular job because you know, it's exciting. Don't you think? I mean, there's great times and there's highs and there's super lows, but the highs are great. I love being on set. No, yeah. no matter what capacity, even if I'm the only one walking through at the end of the day, it's, it's still just amazing to be on a set on a movie lot. I, I walked through Paramount. One time I did um, Nip Tuck, and that was Paramount, and it was the end of the day. And I was walking down the Paramount lot as the sun was going down, and I felt high as a kite. I guest starred in this, this series end, the last episode of that show. And I remember thinking, I'm on cloud nine. I'm a working actor uh, on a guest spot, you know, walking in the Paramount lot where Audrey Hepburn and Cary mm-hmm. Grant and Rock Hudson and Marilyn Monroe and all these people had walked before me and Elizabeth Taylor. And I just had this moment of, you know, I come from middle of nowhere, Texas, and I'm doing it. You know, that was mm-hmm. worth it. It's not the money. It's this the, these experiences that you get yeah. in life. I was on Warner Brothers uh, lot last week. And I walked up to one of the studios and they have a, a list of all the shows that were shows and movies that were shot in, in on that, these stages on that. Stage. Yes. And I'm looking at towards the top of the list and it's, I see uh, like third down, it's like a star is born. I'm like, wow. No way. Judy Garland stood right here. Yeah. So many years ago. And created uh, history. Yeah. 
that Universal does that too. Universal has like a list of, you know, uh, like Fan of the Opera mm -hmm. was shot at Universal. And, mm -hmm. and you think about all the history in these sound stages. And they're just sound stages, but there's so much that went there's on. So much history and entertainment and people's lives. They grew up with this stuff. And it's the memories that were created from just these square buildings. Yeah, these boring square yeah. buildings. I remember, um, you know, MGM, uh, which is Sony now, right, in Culver City. So much of history was there because uh, Gone with the Wind was there and uh, Wizard of Oz was shot there. Um, and I remember being so influenced by um, An American in Paris with uh, Gene Kelly um, and seeing that. And there's a scene where they dance. He and Sid Charisse dance in a huge soundstage. But it's, it's so large, it's meant to look like they're outside. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you I remember the, her big scarf goes up in the air because they they fanned it up. And anyways, as a child, I remember being so influenced by uh, an American in Paris. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Right. You know, I could still listen to Gershwin American in Paris and just see all those images in my head. So the movie business is a blessing and a curse all it, in the same sentence. <laughs> it really is. It is because it's an addiction that you can't break. And sometimes I wish I could go back to normal life. I just can't. No, you don't. No, because I just, I, I have I the, yeah, me either. I just I've have a rush. I've corporate jobs and it's like, mm. I mean, nothing against corporate jobs. We, they need to exist, but. I want to have the experiences in life so I can look back and say, I lived the life that I wanted to live. I've exactly. done it. If I died today, I, I've already said that I've, I've done what I wanted to do. I was looking at your IMDB page yesterday and there's some red towards the top, which means if something's in red on IMDb, it means it's either been announced or in production or post-production or it's coming out soon. I didn't even know that. Seriously? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't even know red meant that. That you learn something new every day. So you have a movie that's coming out and it's going to be a theatrical release January of 2019. Mm -hmm. January 25th. And there's some big names in this movie. Some, yeah, it's it's uh, January 25th. It's called Reality Queen. It's a comedy spoof. Um, you know how like scary movies are spoof? Mm -hmm. It's like that. It's a total spoof. Okay. And um, it's got Denise Richards in it. Okay. And, well, John Witherspoon, who's an amazing comedian, and I worked with him before on Wayans Brothers way back. He's like, and then I saw him stand up. I mean, this guy's a genius, and, and he's in it. Uh, Julia Fay's in it, who's the lead. And even like Mike Tyson pops up and I, it's just a funny movie. Like the whole thing is a spoof. It's, it's, you'll laugh kind of from the beginning to end. It's one of those movies you just go in to have a good time. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like you just right. go in and you just, you're lighthearted and you, you don't have to think about the troubles of your day. Right. You know, in that sense, it's just kind of a fun thing to do with friends. That's the type of movie. Okay. So being that it's a spoof, I don't know if I should touch on the subject, but with Mike Tyson in there, is there anything ear ear related <laughs> actually it's funny i don't think that there is uh i don't think now. there's it's more just like he's there as himself you know uh denise richard is not there as herself she's there as a character london logo is the main person and she plays the best friend of london logo and i play the nemesis christy kim who is um uh, an asian kim kardashian Okay. And that's what it is. And actually, one of the people in it that's so up and coming, his name is Duomua. He's Chinese. Uh, he's from the, um, uh, he plays the, well, he's in drag, and he plays my sister. 
And he is now one of the main people in the new live action Mulan movie from Disney. So oh. he's right now, he's with Donnie Yen and Jet Li uh, in, in New Zealand shooting. And he's got one of the main three characters. He's going to be a huge, ginormous star. That'll be a, a good action-packed movie. That's what I'm saying. He's like he's he's just be, going to become a huge star. So, how big of a part did you have in this film? Um, I was the main bad guy. Nice. The main nemesis. Yeah, and I went through prosthetics. Um, I start out at 350 pounds, and like the Rick Baker makeup and the prosthetic makeup and costume. So I was at 350 pounds. Uh, my name is Dong Su, and then I go on a reality show without giving the movie away. I go on a reality show, lose all the weight, and then become a reality star, Christy Kim. So it was neat because I got to see myself in prosthetic. Uh, they, you know, they mold your face. All this is done before the movie starts, right? Uh -huh. You go into the special effects uh, uh, shop and they mold your face. Then they make a mold over your face. Then they do all these prosthetic tests that take hours to put all the prosthetic makeup on. Uh, and then it takes one hour to take it off every day. So the, the, you would be the first person in the chair and it takes about three hours to get the prosthetic makeup on, not including, that's just from the neck up with the double chins and mm -hmm, all that. Mm -hmm. And then you have to get into the, what they call the fat suit. Have you seen Nutty Professor? Mm -hmm. The clumps? I have. It's like that. And you have some pictures of the prosthetics somewhere. I saw I them. on IMDb. Cause the, yes, that's the, where I saw them. Yeah, the process is so unusual. And you really have to be calm and know that it's going to take a long time. And you almost feel claustrophobic in it because it's sealed all the way through your skin. That's why right. it moves with your face is it's your whole – every pore is sealed. You know, it's very hot. Uh, and I would sit with a small fan at all times. Check those pictures out on IMDb. It's definitely not a spoiler alert since they posted them. Um, but they're pretty pretty amazing pictures to see. Yeah, and Doug, used, my partner, would come visit me on the set, and he just couldn't believe. He would he would be shocked, like he couldn't believe it was me. Because uh, they also gave me a wig, because I, I guess, you know, your own hair doesn't match you once you're that big. Right. So they would put a wig on me, uh, and I, you don't look like yourself. You look like a different person. Uh -huh. And walking down the hallways, people react to you differently. It was really interesting. Uh, and to also be in really large size uh, clothing mm -hmm. all the time, too. Was I was not used to it. And then she loses half her weight, but she continues to have weight from the waist down. So half the time on set for two months, I had the prosthetics from the waist down. So I mean, that's hard to even maneuver and sit and try getting into a honey wagon or try to get into your dressing room on location. You can't get up the stairs. Like these little things you can't even think. You can't sit on a regular seat. Yeah, you have to rethink Everything. every move you make. Yeah, or if they you know, put me in a, a transpo vehicle to get me to location like in Malibu, getting me down onto the beach was hard uh, because we were shooting in Malibu and they had stairs and it's like I'm in the prosthetics to be able to get, literally walk down all these flights of stairs to get to the sand was hard. Yeah, you didn't want to put that much effort into you know getting all hot and sweaty and have risk it coming off or peeling mm -hmm. off during takes and stuff. Yeah, so. So it's coming out in theaters on January 25th, 2019. Mm -hmm. And is it going to be a nationwide release? or is It's it limited nationwide. Okay. So um, I would say just check your listings. And please, if you have an opportunity to go see it, it's just a fun, lighthearted movie. It's not, there's nothing bad in it. All family ages can go. It's like Airplane. Remember uh, the movies Airplane and Airplane 2? I do. Yeah, which I used to love, right? It's like that. It's all just goofy stuff. Awesome. Yeah.
definitely going to have to go check that out then. Yeah, so it was cool. It was very cool. Oh, and then um, I have an episode of um, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend that I just shot, and that's coming out. But I don't know when it's coming out, but I just shot it. And all this stuff is listed on your IMDb so people can look up the episodes. That one's not listed yet because that one won't show until the – yeah, it won't go on IMDb until uh, the air date. So I have to ask production, I guess, when it's going to air. Or you just have to watch the show and uh, set your DVRs. Yeah, exactly, because I've never seen the show. And I got the job, and then I had never seen the show, but they said there's a musical number in every episode, which I didn't know. So a lot of people on that show have a musical theater background. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've actually never seen the show yet either. It's going to be another one of those ones where after a few seasons, you binge watch it. That's what they said, that you can binge watch like the first two seasons on Netflix right now. I guess they're in their third season. And if you like, um, what was that other Glee, you mm-hmm. know, that musical theater singing type right. thing? They said, you'll love this show. Okay. is what everybody was telling me on set. So Good. Glee yeah. was a pretty popular show. Oh, Glee was, yeah, everybody <laughs> yeah. loved Glee. That show killed it. So, yeah. Yeah. In fact, when I did... Um, uh, Nip Tuck, the last episode, all the people from Nip Tuck, the crew and the directors and everything, they were going to a brand new show about singing called Glee. And I remember being there saying, how weird. And like, yeah, we're starting it next week on Paramount Lot. And I was like, no joke. And they go, yeah, we're all just going over the crew and everybody where we're starting this new show called Glee. And it was so weird because at that time, nobody had even a clue as to what Glee was. And that it was going to be so big. And then it blew up. Yeah, we were just talking about it in wardrobe. And then John, the director, was saying, yeah, that's we're starting the show next week. And, you know, everybody's going over to this new show, you know. And I was like, who knew? Because I think Ryan Murphy did both. He did Glee, right? And he did um, Nip Tuck. Yeah, that Ryan Murphy guy, he's, uh, he's got quite a career going. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been on some pretty popular stuff. And you've got a... A pretty, pretty good resume. Well, I've got like, this is my goal. And my girlfriend always asks, when are you going to quit the business? And I have like almost 70 regular IMDb credits. And then I've got like almost 30 uh, as self or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and my goal is to get to 100. So if I can get to 100, then I feel like maybe I can just get out of this business and quit no. this addiction. <laughs> no, you're never getting out. But once, you know what I mean. Once you like, hit 100, you're going to go for 200, 200. Yeah, or 150. That's my own personal goal is I just want to get to that, you know, to say I've gotten 100 credits. I actually have more, but a lot of them didn't show up. I did the pilot for Phil of the Future for Disney. The pilot was never shown. And mm. so uh, the pilot didn't go on IMDb. The Disney just, they ordered their own sh- uh, show. They just order their own, you know, series for a certain right. amount of seasons. So I didn't get the credit, even and though I was never, a big part of the pilot. You never got to see it. N- never got to see it either. I never got to see it. So they did the pilot and they never showed it and it never went on air. And it was a funny bit. I never even got to see my bit. Never got to see my part. But that happens. I did another one called Comedia for Comedy Central. And it never went anywhere. Shot the pilot for Comedy Central. Um, had a great part. And it never went anywhere. And I never got the credit. Because it never aired. So, I mean, yeah. So, I've done other jobs that just don't show up on IMDb. That's the other frustrating part of the business. Yeah, is that you've actually done these, I mean, for networks, too, you know, and the does never show. So, running... Agents and casting directors go, what have you done lately? What what can I see you in? You have to say, I can't show you. Yeah, or you can't even say. Like, when I did House, I signed a non-disclosure, and I couldn't tell anybody I'd done the episode Mm -hmm. until it aired. And actually now that's a kind of a new thing is that you sign so many non-disclosures. You can say, I worked recently on a project, 
dealing with blah, 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 but you can't say the project, you can't say what you did or whatever until it airs. And especially commercials now too, boy, you can't talk about them at all. Mm -mm. You can't even say what you did, but you get sued. Got to turn the TV on, let it run and hope you see yourself. Right. Yeah. Or I always ask, you know, can I please get a copy? Right. And I hunt people down, you know. Thank you for listening to part two of my conversation with Candace Keita. Part three will be coming out real soon. Now, again, if you haven't heard part one yet, you can find it in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe if you like the show and reviewing and leaving a comment will help others to find the show as well. And we would greatly appreciate it. You can find links to Candace's website, Instagram, YouTube channel, etc. in the show notes. A big thanks to Mike Roy and his band Go Casual for providing the music. Thank you again for listening. My name is Darren Wilson. I'll talk to you soon.